0: I think most people are still not up to date with the technology. You know, I I was listening to an old session that I I did with a client years ago. Um, And um, there was something that we talked about which which, which resonated with, with this idea and uh, it, a lot of the, a lot of things that, you know, something's good when it was true and it still is true, <laughs> right? It doesn't change. You know, it's good. Yeah. And we were talking about the idea of the the fact that everybody's an expert on something. And yet. It what that really means is there's a lot that they don't know. Um because and then the, the idea is basically understood that if you if you work in a company and you have a job, you are you you are should be good at that job. But if you try to work in another position in the company, you might be absolutely terrible because each position is slightly different. And um for example, if you've got a big company with big offices, um most people cannot do what the person in the next office is doing because they've got unique skills that specifically um orientate towards one task um it's the compartmentalization of uh, of everything and um as a result people very often only perform the, the tasks that they're told to do, and they don't experiment very much. Mm. And um, it's only experimentation that takes things forward. And, uh, and naturally, companies are a little bit worried about people being too independent and doing something that will upset everybody because it's very easy to make people unhappy in the modern world. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, it would not, sur- for for example, it would not surprise me if, the major companies all sent out backgrounds to their clients that were clients, no, to their employees that were Mm -hmm. um, like Ukrainian flags, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's extremely popular in the West to put Mm -hmm. Ukrainian flags everywhere, um, to have them in your bio on... um, uh, twitter or 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 linkedin um to uh say that this is something that that you support which i find quite interesting and it it, it's really what's called virtue signaling it's it's it most people don't know what they're talking about you know um maybe you drive a volkswagen car but you don't know anything about the company or their history if you know Hmm. what i mean yeah um which, which might be a good or a bad thing. I mean, Volkswagen cars are good cars. Mm. Yeah. Uh, even, <laughs> even, e- <clears throat> even though they come from the National Socialist Party and <laughs> that party's agendas pre-World War II. But that, that, doesn't, ma- that doesn't matter much, I think, anymore. But um, you know, knowing history is important. So um, it, it's interesting. <laughs> me being me, every time I see a Ukrainian flag somewhere, I always want to put a Russian flag. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's 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 balance it out. Let's mm-hmm. have let's have one of each flag, and uh, and we can have and we can have all the equality. There's massive international pressure to uh, uh, make life very difficult mm-hmm. for Russia at the moment. Yeah, I, I was surprised to learn the other day that um, the the largest Games platform on the internet is called Steam. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of that. It, it, it there's a couple. There, those Epic Games and uh, um, Xbox have a platform, but, but Steam is the largest in the world. And what? And I was really shocked. What Steam did was um, remove any games from Russian companies or that used Russian developers. Mm-hmm. They removed the games from their platform. Um, and then I was thinking about I mean, these, these are jobs for people, right? I mean, if you're in some part of Russia and maybe the economics is already not great for you and you're a developer and you're working in technology, well, Steam just removed your job, basically. Mm-hmm. And Punishing people because you don't like the administration is is completely irrational, in, in terms of a way to uh, deal deal with a problem, it's like punishing the wrong person. Um. Uh. Yeah. Any, anyway, that the, there's a list of uh, companies that uh, that were still doing business with Russia: Citigroup, Coca-Cola, Estee Lauder. Herbalife Nutrition, Hilton Hotels, Kimberly Clark, McDonald's, Pepsi, Starbucks, etc. It's also a, it's kind of a false paradigm because even though there's a thousand companies, more than a thousand companies listed, Mm. these are smaller subsidiary companies of, you know, if you look at international business organizations like the Bilderberg Group, which is, Essentially, there's five major organisations that own mm. almost every other organisation, and what this is doing is, um, you know, it, it's financially cutting Russia off from the the West and mm. forcing Russia to make partnerships in the East. If yeah. you can't go west, then you have to go east. I mean, it, it, it's a simple geography, and um, so if you can't make partnerships in the West, then you, you join with Russia. Sorry, sorry, you join with China. Russia Russia joins with China and makes partnerships with China because China doesn't care um, about anything at all. And if you consider the landmass size of China and the landmass size of Russia, I mean that that's huge. That that's the largest single sort of global area on the planet. And also if you can consider the the population size of china and how many potential clients and customers you have there that is that is huge although it's a very strictly and tightly controlled regime and a, a lot of uh a lot of information doesn't get get out and um it's also even more corrupt than the west is corrupt so um it's crazy that there's so much pressure on these companies to stop doing business. And what is, what is business? Business and trade is basically the avoidance of war. If you can't trade, you fight. That is human history. Mm. If you can't share and trade and do business, The only alternative is conflict because business keeps you busy. That's what the word means. Business is uh, the word busyness rewritten. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So business keeps you busy. And for as long as you are busy, you are, um, another word for busy is occupied, as an occupation Mm -hmm. or job. And then you are doing something hopefully constructive productive and you don't physically fight you use your energy to solve problems that uh, should help the world so if you can't do business if business and trade if trade doesn't exist the only alternative is conflict because the only way to get things if you can't trade with value the only way to get things is to take them mm. And taking things from people leads to conflict. And, and so when people say you can't trade, you can't do business, well, that's war. That's conflict then. Because you prevent people from doing or, or making a good future for themselves. You prevent people from developing. You prevent people from learning. You prevent people from from growing, from uh building businesses to make profits because it's much better to build a business than it is to fight a war Mm -hmm. um, in theory. And it's much better for society, which is why democratic Western cultures and countries have seen less conflict over the last 70 years than at any other time in history, because we, we changed the, we changed warfare, physical fighting, into uh, commerce and trade, where the the win and the lose was much less dramatic because you lost your job rather than losing your life, <laughs> um, which was more beneficial for culture and allowed people and things to grow. Um, as the freedom nature of trade disintegrates and people begin to um not trade with each other which is completely it's completely natural you know you have 10 sheep and i have five tables and you know um you give me two sheep and i give you a table or something you know or something like that or you give me one sheep and i give you four tables or something you know we 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 build and we invest our time and energy and we trade and that's what stops conflict because we're actually able to to build some kind of security into our own lives. And um, and so this this trade war that, that now exists if not stopped quickly will only escalate or grow. And if you want a historical example of that, look at the limitations placed on Germany at the end of the First World War. Now, the limitations placed on Germany, where it couldn't grow and trade at the end of the First World War, led to the growth of German nationalism and a resentment or anger at the fact that it couldn't grow and it couldn't trade and it couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And then the, the German national socialists, together with other international political powers used this to build up German industry and infrastructure, and nationalism and aggression, and that's what led to the Second World War, which was World War One Part Two. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you couldn't trade at the end of the war meant that people couldn't develop, people couldn't do anything, and the only that and they could only do what the government told them and the government were very limited because they couldn't do anything outside of the country, um, it sort of became a nightmare that spiraled into various different economic depressions and uh, then led to World War II because war and conflict is growth for the state and uh, and more power for the state and complete control for the state. So, um, which, which also, connects with the fact that the head of the british army said this week and i don't i don't follow the news but this was posted everywhere across social media that uh that that the main reason for joining the british army was to train for war with russia (laughs) um which is not what you want to hear anybody say really uh because it's far better to build businesses and trade. Because there's a lot of people who, if you've got a good product, there's a lot of people who can use your good product. And there's no reason why. And that it shouldn't be used. And it's the companies that are continuing to trade. It's not on various levels, but the, the companies that are continuing to trade that are stopping the war. Because they're actually keeping people busy with business mm. rather than making them desperate. Because if you're desperate, if you don't have a, if you don't have work, you don't have a job. If you don't have a job, you don't have money. If you don't have money, you can't buy food and you can't live anywhere because you can't pay your energy bills. And so the only alternative there then is to buy a gun and to go out and steal. Mm-hmm. It's the only alternative that's left. There, there's no other road to go down. And, um, you know, they call that the road warrior Mad Max scenario where um, there is no economy except theft. And... Um, resources are scarce and when resources are scarce people fight over them and um, um, whatever you do creates more of whatever you do naturally so conflict just creates more conflict and uh, so it's it's very important from my perspective that large international companies continue to do trade in, in all areas of the world, because that's a lifeline, not just for the people who work in those companies. I mean, um, I imagine that big international companies that are in Russia are employing a large number of people as well. And it's it, it's not just the people, it's their families, it's their children. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's, it's it's a good example of how to do things and uh, telling people you can't sell to somebody because somebody else did something. Uh, I think it's a, there's going to be a, there's going to be a much more peaceful transition of change and power. If consumers are allowed to buy what they want to buy and tastes and habits will change naturally and there will be less conflict as you would see in for example a football league where over time different teams are the better teams Hmm. yeah there you you don't (laughs) you, you don't find the teams going out and killing each other because they put their energy into performing the tasks that they're paid to perform, which is to play football. Mm. And over time, different teams will be better naturally because of the, the rise and the fall of human development and growth. And good times produce weak men as hard times produce strong men. Mm. And... uh and there's there's always that uh, sine wave of of progress throughout throughout history. Um, but um, all, here, here's another point that um, banning foreign companies from trading in your country. I mean, it, there might be a national security issue on one side, but mm-hmm. um, which which is understandable. Because when you realize, <laughs> when you suddenly realize that all these foreign companies trading in our country are actually controlling everything, <laughs> which is which is kind of what happens. Um, that uh, that as companies companies lobby governments, it's completely natural. It's what they do, and lobbying is an exercise of control, and you could argue that perhaps companies have more control over governments than governments have over governments. We've seen a lot of examples of that recently. And, uh, um, also, also to a certain extent, companies are more flexible. They can come and they can mm-hmm. go. They can cross borders. Whereas, um, governments are physically limited to one area, which is, uh, which is natural and logical, but, uh, but limiting all the same so um it's uh it's sad what it's sad what's happened i think that people don't see the still people still don't see the bigger the bigger picture and um lobbying to take basically this is lobbying to take jobs away from people (laughs) right stop your company trading in that country well that's a lot of work for people it's a lot of jobs for people and why it's gonna hurt the economy of that country a lot if thousands of people, thousands of companies don't do business and potentially you create a problem for your company because as everybody knows, once you've penetrated a new market, that's a great word, it's <laughs> ridiculous word, penetrate. Once you have penetrated a new market. And you lose that market, it's very hard to get it back because you've sort of lost the trust of the people. Because business is trust and you promise to deliver. And if you don't deliver anymore, then you lose the trust of people. And sometimes, as we both know, it takes a long time to build up contracts sometimes. Mm. You know, there's there's sometimes there's years of negotiation involved in the development of a contract. And then for some journalist or influencer somewhere to suddenly say, Well, you know, you shouldn't trade with that it's like, well, it just took us two years to mm. to to sign a contract with these mm. people. And now suddenly you want to tell us that it's not important anymore and you don't even work for us. It it it's it's, it, it's bizarre, that whole aspect of, of, of everything where one group of people want to tell everybody what they should do. Uh, society is far better off when people regulate themselves to a certain extent. Uh, and uh, their, their ability to work and their, their, their economic ability as well. I'm just looking through the the list of companies here that uh, mm. uh, have stopped their trades. It's a huge list. Yeah, it's an absolutely huge list. And you know, you've got pharmaceutical companies, you've got hotel chains, a lot of hotel chains. Um, you've got food production, you've got agriculture, you've got machinery. You've got technology, employment, insurance, banking, domestic appliances. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that Russia can function hmm. right, with, with without all of these. Uh, with without the backing of all of all of these although it's although Russia's probably quite happy that some of these are not there uh, uh, it's really interesting and of course if a company's aim is to grow and to make profits which I think in democratic society that's the aim the aim is the, the aim of the game is on one side to help people but on the other side to to make profit and then you make a decision here not to make any profit at all that doesn't make that doesn't make much sense either and how do you yeah and then as i pointed out how do you get it back once you lose business once you lose business how do you get it back i mean it it, it you're going to need really good contacts you're going to need a lot of trust, you're gonna need time, you gotta put it, it's gonna be expensive. So all of these companies are saying, we don't care. (laughs) I think that keeping business flowing is is extremely important. And it's the only it it also keeps communication going. And as long as you have communication, you have hope. When you stop communicating with people, then you can't progress at all which is true for for every aspect of life that if there's no open road of communication then nothing can progress and um, and there always needs to be new opportunities with communication mm-hmm. in order for uh, things to to, to, to grow and, and stabilize it's just a we need we need consistent changes because of the you know, flow of life, right? Um, so it's it it it's interesting, and uh, there's a lot of pressure being put on a lot of countries for a lot of reasons, and uh, it also goes to show how complicated everything is because. If you look at the list of companies that are still doing business in Russia, there are a broad spectrum of companies in a broad spectrum of areas. And all of them are important. And it reminds me of one of those, I used to have in my office a book of uh, career opportunities it was a book of book of a list of jobs it was all the different kinds of jobs that all the main different kinds of jobs that exist in the world and it was a huge book and there were there was more than a thousand pages in it with lists of different types of jobs so it shows you the different kinds of opportunities that that also exist and the different things that people can do to uh uh to make a living for themselves so uh uh interesting i'm sure that or i hope that more companies will stay and do business than try to leave because I, I don't <laughs> you know it's, if one company sees like if basically if burger king see mcdonald's leave then burger king are just like yay <laughs> you know it, it it's like well we'll probably have more customers then yes. because because probably. um Pro- probably, I mean, there the, the might be a brand change within McDonald's, but uh, uh, it, it's an opportunity to take over another segment of the market. So, uh, um, so why not? why not? Why not use it to your advantage? Um, people are oversimplifying the the problem that exists because. war is always a breakdown of communication as i explained earlier and um those and uh, it's it's exemplified there's a there's a john f kennedy quote those who make peaceful change impossible make revolution inevitable and revolution is a violent change um and there there, there's a certain irrationality, and um, intelligent people see it very clearly. I mean, you don't, you, you uh, you don't tell your neighbor what to put in their fridge, right? Mm. It's a very simple analogy. You don't, you don't tell your neighbor what to buy in the shop. You don't tell mm. your neighbor what clothes to wear. You don't tell your neighbor what what um what to think and yet it seems to be okay to try to dictate to people that you don't know Mm -hmm. who are very far away from you what they should do and how they should think Mm -hmm. about a very complicated topic and the the fact is, it's it's extremely complicated. These these problems involve <coughs> thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people, um, hundreds of thousands of organizations, structures of society, structures of history, uh, culture, religion, um, and yet it can it can all be solved by. Putting a little flag next hmm. to your name, and when you put a little flag next to your name, everything is perfect and um, <laughs> it's more- se- <laughs> it's more serious than a football game, you know <laughs> <laughs> um, it is uh and I think in the long term. It's going to get, it's going to make people tired of nationalities and tired of nationalism, which I think is one of the sub ideas of of the whole process, is to get everybody very, very tired of nationalism and to make people think that nationalism is inherently negative. Um, but, you know, nationalism is just wall around your property to protect it, really. Mm. Um so I'm not sure that that is uh, you know nationalism is no different from corporatism. There's a symbol, and everybody works for the benefit of the symbol or what the symbol mm-hmm. means, yeah, which is an extension of a religious concept. but um we're 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 acting as if it's bad to be nationalistic and I don't think it's good or bad to be nationalistic. It's just a thing, you know, it's, <laughs> is it good or bad that we live on a planet with lots of water? You know, it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Is it good or bad that we wear t-shirts? It doesn't really matter that much. Although if I wore a t-shirt with a Russian flag on it, I would instantly be banned from everywhere. Mm. That's just really weird. <laughs> That's just really weird, and and because because of the type of character I am, I'm just, I'm really tempted just to wear a t-shirt with a Russian flag on it, and just see, you know, you, it's it's a symbol of, of, yeah, I might provoke other people, and people might say it's insensitive, but it's also a symbol of where it's also a symbol of where we're at as a society and a culture, that if you're gonna scream at somebody because they wear a t-shirt you know no it's not really very smart yeah because it's like banning a political party the idea doesn't disappear it just transforms into something else like the the germans okay what happened The, the germans banned the nazi party national socialism what happened well, all the political candidates went to other other parties <laughs> and they continued the same agenda under a different name. You know, just as we talked earlier about uh, corporations changing whatever's at the front, right? So mm. say, um, example, McDonald's leaves Russia. Um, so uh, another entity will, will, will fill its place. Um, and also it caused a lot of... Um, when, when the when Germans banned National Socialism, a lot of the National Socialists moved to other countries and continued their National Socialism in other countries. So it just caused it to spread. Um, a lot of them went to Austria. A lot of them went to Belgium. A lot of them went to France. A lot of them went to join the Democratic Party in the United States. Um, which is... Um, why the Democratic Party has the problems that it has right now. It took a long time historically for them to evolve, but um, there's, <laughs> it's a controversial statement, but there's very little difference between the American Democratic Party and the National Socialist Party in Germany, pre-World War II. They're very, very similar in their orientation and their principles um, and their funding <laughs> as well, because you, know, you, you work for whoever pays you, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um the bottom line at the end of the day and uh um <laughs> the smart gangsters pay other people to do the hits <laughs> right they don't they never do the hits themselves they always pay somebody else to do the the wet work or the dirty jobs um as they say so uh so it, it's pretty uh This is is pretty interesting. (laughs) And we have to be very careful. Most people have to be very careful what they say in the modern world. I, I cross over the lines because somebody has to cross the lines and somebody has to take the hits. And the number of strikes and videos that I've had banned from the Internet, the number of platforms that I've been banned from because I will challenge what people think not tell people what to think mm-hmm. is uh, it's quite interesting anyway um yeah there's uh there's <laughs> there's <laughs> people have to people have to ask themselves very very simple questions like uh, like if it, if a top world rock band like u2 can play a concert in a war zone is there really a war if top political leaders can walk through the cities of a war zone is there really a war you know you've you've got to you've got to be able to ask yourselves these these questions and see how much is uh how much is real because some of it is real and how much is theater because uh, because some of it is theater as well and i don't think we'll ever know the answer to Mm. To, to which is which, um, and uh, it's always the uh, civilians that, that pay the price at the end of the day. And uh, it's uh, it's it's sad, really. We will we will see where it it all ends up, whether Russia decides to jump onto the world economic forum agendas or decides not to um which depends on what kind of leadership it has really um and whether or not you like the leaders because it's all about personality Now, uh, it's all about um um it's all about actors really isn't it? since mm-hmm. since we had ronald reagan as american president in the 1980s who was uh, who was an actor I think we've, all, we've we've had a bit of a problem in the West with uh, cultural icons and um, their meanings because people love people they don't know or don't understand. And um, then because they love them, they can't accept criticism of them. So um, people who follow Trump can't accept criticism of Trump. People who follow Biden can't accept criticism of Biden. People who follow follow. Followed Obama. I can't accept criticism of Obama. It's uh, it's very much a cult of personality, uh, which uh, mm-hmm. is not really political at all. It's all it's all cultural. Mm. You can't you can't criticize the gods, basically. Um, anyway, um, let's let's move forward. Uh, that was. Uh,